Talking about police brutality is a hard conversation, period. Imagine being a actor and you take on the role of being a black cop. And this black cop now has to address not only police brutality, racism in his department, and racism in the community when it comes to policing. That's the story of our next guest who plays Jackson West on the ABC hit series, The Rookie. This season, which is season three, Jackson is paired up with a training officer who is a racist. And once he discovers this person is a racist and sees how he moves in the community and how he deals with citizens, Jackson is almost obligated to say something about what's going on and not just say something, but to find a way to change it. And he addresses his sergeant, who is played by Richard Jones, and find ways to make sure that this officer who is polluting the department is taken out. There's a lot of underlying issues that are addressed in the season. There's a lot of things that are talked about through Jackson West's character. So what I wanted to do was sit with Titus and find out how he feels being that black cop on the show and how he's finding his voice within the show as well as outside of the show. It's going to get interesting. It's a heavy conversation. You know, the black community in policing has never really gotten along. And I think this conversation and this topic and this series of the show is going to really help start that conversation to begin understanding each other and start that healing process. So sit back, relax. As always, welcome to Suave Sessions with Titus Mackin. This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies, Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. Just to go to go into the questions when you when you saw the role, you saw you were going to be a cop in the role, um, kind of before all of the exposure of police brutality came out. What was your thought process going into this series, and how did you feel knowing that you would be the black cop, the black cop on this show? <laughs> it's a tongue oh. for some reason. I don't know what. Um, yeah, so from the jump, I mean, it was already one of those roles that I was a little nervous about. Um, my girlfriend at the time, I remember getting the audition and looking at her and being like, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know, because I feel like it would, 
I felt like it was going to mean poster child for police. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, all my interviews are gonna be about police. It's like people are people already can't um, separate acting and real life. They're gonna be like, oh, you police. Like, do I wanna always be associated with police for the rest of my life is where my brain was. Um, and obviously my upbringing, not the best association, you know what I mean? So that was definitely a fear of mine from the jump, pre everything that's been going on, that's always been going on, but that's kind of been surfacing again uh, publicly. Um, and then what happened was upon getting the role, meeting all the different police officers, going through training and everything like that, it actually has created a, uh, a spot uh, in, my, in, my, in my spirit that I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> While this is a very, very tragically difficult job that brings in people that are not right for it, there are the people who do want to do right within it. And that's what I started leaning towards. And those are the people, thankfully, that I've been able to meet that have been, you know, um, essentially showing me that I don't have what it takes to ever be a cop in real life. <laughs> but, also, but also that there is that silver lining of like, hey, we are out there, the people that genuinely decided to be a cop to help the people. Yeah. Be people. And like you said, with, with upbringing, um, what was the mm -hmm. initial response of like, you know, friends and family? That breath that you took is exactly how I feel. It's like <laughs> that, like, how do I say this? And, and exactly what it is. It's like, how do I feel? And it's in, in police in the African American community has always been that breath. Whatever that is, that unspoken like, ooh, that's tension there. I don't know what to yeah. do about that. I don't know what people are gonna say. I don't know. Um, I will say that my upbringing um, was a little different because I was a military kid. So I, I was kind of already in that kind of, you know pulled up tight kind of uh, upbringing where there was structure and rules and and all these things that I mean personally have shaped me into who I am now which I don't have a problem with but um, you know it it really was a matter of what are we going to be talking about in the show um, and seeing the storylines and being like okay if I am doing this if they would even have me on the show I just need to always be cognizant of what agenda is being pushed because Hollywood does this thing where they'll glamorize police officers and make it real like pretty and like guess what we're out there saving lives while that is true they sometimes not even sometimes 80% of the time won't shine a light on the on the the dark um kind of uh what's the word polluted poisonous side of um policing that's a nice way to put it dark mm -hmm. polluted poisonous side um mm -hmm. that's that's a that's a good way of putting that yeah and then you you go through the first season where a lot of the focus isn't necessarily on any kind of brutality it's more mm -hmm. on this is how police officers go, go through training to become an officer so we see we see that aspect mm -hmm. and then you fast forward into this season and it's yeah. just like 
Boom. They're going to punch you in the face. <laughs> and it's it's just instantly, just it hits you. So yeah. going into the new season, what was the conversation behind the uh, scenes that said, this is what we're going to do and this is why we're going to do it? Yeah. Um, so just addressing the first two seasons really quick. From the beginning, I had always wondered, like, I remember having these side conversations, not with any higher ups, but just with, amongst my friends and family. I was like, dang, I wonder what they're gonna do about like, I've always been interested to see what it looks like. If my character's from LA and I'm a young cop in LA, what does it look like for me to pull up on a fellow friend of mine, another black brother? Like, what does that standoff look like? What do the conversations look like for a black cop? I've always wondered that from the beginning of the show, it was something that we never addressed. Um, but I think in light, I guess the, uh, I hate to say this, but I guess the silver lining to everything that's been publicized now in the news is that it's forced people to have conversations, right? It's forced people to, uh, to kind of prove and show where they stand. You know what I mean? So it's like, as a police show, if we are coming back and not getting canceled, because a lot of them got pulled, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a popular thing yeah. right now, obviously. Um, so if we are going to be here, what can we do to let the world know that we hear this, we see this, we want that change as well, and we want to be a cop show that is, um, pointing towards where policing should go and where it hopefully will be. So the conversations behind the the, uh, the camera, if you will, of it all were, hey, Titus, hey, Makia, hey, Richard. How do you guys feel about everything that's going on right now? Where, what do you feel personally? Where do you feel like your character should go? All of these conversations were opened up to us, which is so loving that ABC and our creators of the show care to do that. and. It was just an open heart-to-heart -heart dialogue that, hey, for me personally, if I'm if we're going to do this next season, I don't want to be mute. I will feel completely. I can I can't even fathom the word. I would feel, I'm gonna say stupid, but it, there's a bigger word for it. I would feel mute. I would feel uh, ignorant myself, if I were to go on the show next season, especially with everything going on and us not say anything about it, I was like, we've already been quiet long enough. It's like, we have to say something now. And so I, you know, I found my own strength within that. And, and thankfully, uh, the uh, showrunner allowed my storyline to, to address that topic because it's real. Yeah, and there's-, there's Sorry, that was long-winded. No, that's, that's, that's perfect. Um, there's scenes between you and Richard where yeah. it's like your character had to remind his character what's happening in the street when it comes to the actual officers and citizens interactions um, so when you do that one like just the growth in your character and just the like intensity in different scenes seeing that scene it was like I see it, he sees it, but he's mm -hmm. looking at it from a political standpoint in mm -hmm. the police department. And you're looking at it as an officer willing to risk his job to mm -hmm. say what's right and what's wrong. When you, when you get to that point, how do you feel 
again, looking at cops and saying, you know, some of you are protecting these people and why aren't you doing the same thing? Why aren't you like putting yourself on the line and saying, this is what's happening. Somebody needs to change something. Mm -hmm. Is that a conversation uh, that you had with the cops that you were training with? Like were those questions that came up when you were dealing with the, the regular officers? I mean, not that specific conversation that I had with Richard, but the question of how is it? Like, how do you feel? Because one of our writers on our show is a black cop. So like today, and we actually have two of them that are, are there's one that helps, um, is a, a producer on the show, he's a black cop. And then there's a writer who's also a black cop. And then we have um, Colors of Change. Um, and we, there's a lot of people affiliated that are having these conversations. We have them on Zoom all together. Anyway, but the question is of how do you feel in your position as an actual black cop right now to help kind of me tell this story as well. Um, and across the board, every single, every single one of them said, we agree with everything that's happening. Obviously, as a black male, I get it. What, where it hurt my heart is that on some spectrums, it almost feels like some of the black community was turning their back even on them because they're standing there as the black cop, as you're telling, I'm literally looking in your face, you're saying F the police. We've gotten to a place where I am a police officer now and I'm trying to be one of them that is creating change, but I guess F me, but I'm standing with you, but F me, I guess it was this weird dynamic that they're experienced. They don't even know how to navigate it because they're getting screwed by their own people as well. You know what I mean? So it's a really interesting dynamic that it's such a hard thing to find because everybody understands where the anger comes from, obviously. Everybody understands, no, I shouldn't say everybody. People are beginning to understand where the, where the anger and the frustration comes from, but I think there's some work to do on honing in on what we are doing with that. Do you know what I mean? Because we can't just point our finger at everybody. There has to be some some direction that that we head that's a little bit more beneficial than just saying f everybody you know what i mean yeah yeah so do you feel that you know due to your role due to the show and the conversations that are going on again behind the scenes between you know the police officers and the organizations that are coming in are do you feel the show is helping mend that relationship to start the conversation because i know for personally, there's been conversations because of the show and asking people, like I have friends that are cops and it's mm -hmm. like, the the one question that everyone asks is how can you still be a cop with all of this going on? Mm -hmm. And bottom line, it's like, it's their job. But in the same breath, it's like, if you don't have any black cops, then it's like, now you don't have representation within the department and you're saying the whole department is racist. But in mm -hmm. on the flip side, it's like, you have a half of a community saying black people shouldn't be cops because you're contributing to this problem. It's so like you said, it's a double-edged sword when it comes down uh -huh. to it. So, I mean, with that, I personally think that I think people have to step back and unfortunately accept the reality that we're in. So because of the systemic issues that we've had put into place in the past, we are at a point now where 
we have we have guns we have all these things that are um legal or illegal that people have are that are tangible for people so if we could rewind time and extract some things then i don't think we would need the police no but because of where we are now just the harsh reality i can't rely on my neighbor to come to my defense if somebody's breaking in my house granted the police ain't always on time but at least there's an option for somebody to call um and it's just like if they're going to be there which they are they're here this is the reality we're in then i think there needs to be some diversity in there because we need a voice in there because if there wasn't a voice in there it would be we would be exactly where we were in the past where it'd be a slew of caucasians that we're pretty positive have a view towards us so if there's nobody in there speaking on our defense then we're just even more so in the past you know what i mean so it's like it's but but on the, in the same on the same coin i do understand the sentiment uh was that the word i do understand the outrage and um the desired reconstruction of a, a faulted system. I do get that, but we just have to accept this is the reality that we have now. So how do we start navigating within this yeah. representation? Like, let's get more people in there that can do what's right. If we gonna have it, let's have some people in there that are better. Yeah. And I think one of the great things that the show does is it not only addresses the dysfunction within the department, but it goes to show the interactions outside of the department when it comes to the community. Yeah. So especially again, your character goes into the community and you're working with community programs and dealing with that aspect of what's really happening outside, as well as trying to address and attack the disruption within the department. So it's like you're fighting two wars at once. So you're trying to mend and heal a community mm -hmm. while trying to fix the issue that's happening in the department that is going and feeding into the community dysfunction so it's just like there's so much depth so to much. it and when you really look at it one cop really can't change that it's um, like one cop can be the uh initiation of change but it's going to take a whole body of cops standing together which we do get to see as the season progresses we, we get to see all these voices, Jackson's voice, Makia's voice, uh, who plays Harper, because uh, there's a whole nother issue when it comes to uh, the representation of women. You know what I mean? So we're attacking that in the show as well. So all these voices coming together, I feel like is our goal with the show and, and what the writers have been doing a great job of is linking all these things to kind of point to, hey, we can still be a kind of fraternal like that frat life fun loving organization but with a, a better moral base of like hey right. let's call each other out and that's what i'm happy to show the show is showing is that we never really get to see cop shows where they are addressing each other it's more like they show up to a case they solve the case they arrest people they figure this out they go on these these calls but with our show we're getting to see okay after the call your boy Jackson has an issue. He, who's he going to? He's going to the sergeant to talk to it. The sergeant's trying to help. Okay, cool. Who next? And like, kind of like the the meat of the issue. So I'm happy that our show is addressing that. Yeah. 
and your your characters i mean the another great aspect of it is that it humanizes the police officer um mm -hmm. so most times you look at cops and it's like you're just a cop and you never think about what that cop's life is outside of the uniform and right. the fact that you guys are addressing that and it's like these are still people they still have personal issues that have nothing to do with the job and right. like you have to address that aspect as well so my question is um are there times in the job when you are in street clothes and you become the target of police brutality or police racism does that happen I don't know if you can like give away anything in the show like that, but are there are there times where you find yourself facing that same prejudgment just as a black person on the show before being in uniform and they don't know who you are? Um, not fully, no. But we did. There was a quick scene um, in one of the recent episodes um, that introduced that for a split second. All right, Jackson was running down the street jogging. And then Sergeant Gray pulls up and he doesn't know it's, Jackson doesn't know it's Sergeant Gray pulling up in the cop car. And Jackson has his hands up and he's like, hey, I just live down the street. I just live down the street. And he turns around, he's like, hey, calm down, it's just me. And he's like, oh, sorry, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still wired to be like, they, they don't know I'm a cop, they just see a black guy. So it's like, we've touched on it, but it would be interesting to really dive into that a little bit more because the reality is when that uniform's off, I joined the, I literally joined the numbers. You know what I mean? Of people yeah. that are quote unquote threat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you, do you have cops that recognize you and kind of like stop you and ask you stuff about the show? Or do you find yourself yeah. like stopping cops and being like, what's up? Like, and just that, asking that, questions. Yeah, that happens all the time. The thing is cops, the cops I've spoken to that have stopped me and and it's not just cops, it's anybody in security. So at the airport, anybody that like <laughs> like honors the badge somehow, um, always. They're like, they always be like, hey, hey, I watched last night. You know what I mean? They'll do little things like that. Um, they're all very supportive of the show. The interesting thing is, and maybe it's because I'm the character really holding that storyline about the, the racial injustice and, 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 that, and that stuff. Maybe they don't say this yeah. to me. Yeah. I haven't come across anybody hating on that, but um, I have heard a few being like, oh, wow, like, y'all are really hammering that in, huh? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it probably don't taste good, but neither does a police without. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, some people, they don't like, some people don't want like the change and like, oh, wow, we're used to, you know, a lot of cop shows. Life is full of uncertainties, often showing up unannounced and at the most inopportune moments. They affect our personal, professional, social, and emotional experiences. Like a chess game, life is all about the moves you make. Life Matters with Mario Brown LLC was started to assist you in this area. Mario offers private, affordable, virtual, individual coaching sessions. The benchmark of his three-point faith-based service model is non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, comprehensive strategies for desired outcomes. With over 30 years of pastoral and itinerant ministry, Mario realized that people often merely need someone who is not connected to them and on the outside to see their situation from a different perspective so they can reach the solutions that will give them the outcome they desire. 
if you're ready to make new moves, need guidance and insights of holistic living, Life Matters with Mario Brown is the service you need. Please feel free to contact a representative for more specifics on how to become a client by visiting www.mariocbrown.org for more information. That's www.mariocbrown.org. Like we said, uh, are used to showing cops in a very heroic way. And that is a, a very strong truth to what they do. But then you just, if you're gonna show that truth, you gotta show the other side of the truth, which is yeah. what we're digging a little bit more into this season. Yeah, absolutely. When you, um, when you get to certain scenes, like there was a scene where you got jumped in a project um, mm -hmm. and your partner let you go. And that was kind of like the escalation of that issue. When yeah. you get to that point, how much of this do you internalize or do you try not to internalize? I know it's almost impossible not to internalize any of it, but how much of that becomes a part of you? Yeah, I honestly do. Personally, I haven't had a role yet where I've struggled with separating myself. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day being like, huh, this I will say was the first, like episode 305, uh, uh, season three, episode five was the first time that I remember, actually, no, I take that back. It wasn't even that episode. It was the episode uh, in this season where uh, Jackson and Doug, uh, pull over and, and, and Doug tackles that young black guy and his family comes running out. And they're like, look oh my God. And he lives in the house and, and Doug's tackling the wrong guy. That was the scene that I remember, I looked over at the director, who's African-American director we have for that episode. And I was like, I don't like this. And he was just like, I know. He was like, it's almost too real, isn't it? And I was like, this is just all too familiar. You know what I mean? Like that particular scene, that episode was the first time that I've ever done a scene that I was like, I'm kind of okay to, to not do this right now. You know what I mean? Like I was like, are we on? Like it just felt, it's almost like filming a ghost, like a haunted movie in an actual haunted space. Like it just feels eerie. And you're just yeah. like, ooh, it feels a little too close to home. And I'm like, Ooh, and then the fact that I wasn't doing anything, Jackson, not I, I can't say that because Titus would have been all up in there, but Jackson not, <laughs> Jackson not doing anything, it made me feel even more just like disgusted that he didn't even have the courage at that point to interject. And I was just like, the, the fact that you're putting me in a situation, telling me to be quiet and watch it happen, I was like, oh, oh, I, can't, I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that I think that scene for me, it was like it was a boil moment. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, because again, it happens. So you tackle the wrong kid, mm -hmm. then you pull your gun on the entire family, and then you're like, right. arrest the entire family. And, and nobody then, got a weapon, no threat. Right. And then you, your character has to go and apologize to the family as the black cop because it's seen that you may be easier on them apologizing and then they turn on you and it's like for me watching it i was like if you can imagine being that black cop in that situation mm -hmm. and then you're trying to fix it you're trying to address the other officer 
while trying to now settle down the family, the family now hates you because now mm-hmm. you're part of the problem as far as they see. It's mm-hmm. just, I couldn't even, I can't begin to imagine what it feels like for a black cop to put a badge and uniform on and have to go out and deal with that on a daily basis. And you see, like that's, yeah. And that honestly comes back to one, the reality of, I couldn't do it <laughs> in real life. But also the reality of that's almost why, not almost, that's fully why we do need more black cops because of situations like that. Because who is going to speak and or apologize and or try to have some clarity of a moment of anything, if not somebody who can identify, you know what I mean? And it's like, if we're not out there, then who does have our back? Like, yes, there are, many cops who aren't racist who do have our back like anybody's back just across the board i know a few myself that are very loving humans that will see stuff like that and be like oh i'm sorry just as threatening white guy don't do it you know what i mean like don't call it but it's the it's it's the overall kind of systemic issue that we're already seen as a bigger threat or like the show is tackling all this as much as it can within the the world it's in. You know what I mean? Right. right. Like it's a HBO show, so they're really trying to do as much as they can within staying in the warmth of the network. You know? Right. Yeah. Because you you can't go too far. Um, like you can you can't you can't give too much. And these writers would. These writers want to go as far as that truth is, but it's like they also, and it's not that ABC is holding back. ABC is giving us the free reins to be like, tell the truth, answer hard questions and interviews, talk about it. They've literally sent us emails, had conversations like, we want everyone to know where we stand and we we don't stand for any police brutality or racial injustice. So therefore, fully here for it. Anyway, go ahead, sorry. No, no, that's, that's, that's actually, that's really dope because a lot of networks aren't, approaching Mm -hmm. it that way um when you when you look at situations like you know the the george floyds and the eric gardners and it actually becomes like a death from a police assault um Mm -hmm. do you guys address that at any point in this season or does that not end up on the show no not specifically floyd i don't think and and it's i i feel like it's only because we're not in we're in the reality of of policing world on the show but not necessarily in today's confined if that makes sense like we're not also on the show we're not it's not covid you know what i mean so it's like we're not operating within the day-to-day news reports so it's not that that's something they, they wouldn't address. It's it's also that that would kind of lean more towards a biopic type show where it's like now we're addressing real life characters. You know what I mean? Right. Um, real life people. So we never really step into that, but we take from that and you know obviously address the things that we're trying to address now. Gotcha, gotcha. Now when you're done, because again you are a music artist as well. Yeah. Um, does does this end up being interpreted into your music at any point? 
Oh, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000. Because y'all done shut me up long enough. You know I got to say something. <laughs> and I, okay. Well, if you're not going to let me say everything I want to say as Jackson, and Jackson's saying a lot. I'm proud of him this season. But if you're not going to let me say everything, then I got to have somewhere to release it. So this whole EP that I have coming up um, is, honestly, each song is an expression of like how these times have made me feel um, and my views on certain topics. Like um, there is a song that, you know, it's written poetically, so you kind of have to read between the lines, but I wrote it about racial injustice and how I feel about that. There's two songs about that. And then there's another one about just like um, my testimony in life, like who I, have, who, I, who I am as a person, people trying to quiet that voice constantly and how I can push back against that and, and never stop speaking because that's what they're trying to be. Like, so this whole EP, upcoming EP, I'm like finally getting to word vomit everything I've been holding through a quarantine, through uh, through George Floyd and Breonna all these beautiful, beautiful humans and like that energy that you've just been like, as opposed to a, a long Instagram rant i put it into music i mean because one the music's going to last longer than the instagram rant would um on. and we we we've we've turned to social media to rant and then what i personally find is that after the rant we're done so it's like i said what i said and i'm gonna go back to my life and that doesn't really initiate change. It goes to show that like you have a view on it, but it doesn't right. really do anything to change anything. Yeah. It doesn't really carry the ball. It just kind of like, you dribble. <laughs> right, good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. I will say on the music side, the first single from the EP, the EP is called Preacher's Kid. The first single from that comes out April 23rd, and that's called Testimony. So that's dope. Dope. All right, cool. All right. So, so when you're when you're done, when you're done filming and this and the season's mm -hmm. over, because I'm sure as I can see, you're shaved, so you must still be filming for the show. Because that's the giveaway. Cause without this <laughs> as soon as they say cut on that last episode, I'm joining you. <laughs> We'll we'll welcome you. Like <laughs> I I personally I, I hate taking all the hair off my face. I remember I had to do it, Ooh. and I I I never want to have to shave my face again just by choice, which probably won't happen. Um, <laughs> but when you're when you're done and you go back to let's call it civilian life, um, right. you go when you go back to your regular life. Uh -huh. How much of how much of this show sticks with you? How much of this like stays with you even though you're not filming? Like, do you, cause you said like, you do have a different outlook on police at this point because you are a plain officer. Um, how much of you has changed because of this role? Yeah, um, and just to clarify that point about me having a different outlook, it's, um, um, giving me some um what's the word when you have like some compassion compassion we work with that it's giving me some compassion for the job itself um and for a lot of the people in it that you know are getting 
kind of slain with the racist side of policing. Um, but it has not made me numb to the reality that I'm still a black man. So it doesn't, as soon as I'm I'm not on the show, I, I don't feel exempt. Like I play a police on TV, I'm like, they don't care. They don't know what I do. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm a black man. And I pose the same threat in quotes because it's not accurate, but that they might view any other black guy. I'm still a six foot tall African-American male on a dark street at night. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. anyway, as far as when we wrap and we go back to it, what I carry with me, um, typically I would say, oh, not really, I'm just on vacation. But this season, uh, I'll, I'll carry a lot of that because Jackson finding his voice has been it's been paralleling my life with me finding mine as well. So as much as I knew that I had one and I knew the experiences I, I've had throughout my life with police or just uh, racial inequalities and all types of things, it really wasn't even for me until everything with George Floyd and um, kind of the world calling people to stand up and say something. It wasn't even then for me that I was like, I was like, oh, actually, I, I should, I should say something. Like I should speak too. Like I'm typically the guy who's just like, oh, oh, like I support you. Like I don't know what to say. Like I don't want to sound stupid. But it's like, no. Jackson has been finding his voice. Titus has been finding his voice to even have that conversation with the showrunner before the season of like, this is what I want to address. Are we going to do that? Um, Something like that I wouldn't have done before all of this. Um, so that will stick with me. Um, the fact that I've, I've grown and also it just never really leaves because during this time, it's such a relevant topic with policing that as I go about in the regular world, I actually appreciate that I'm on this show because it gives me an excuse now to always have this conversation. So people go, oh, you're the rookie? And then if they address that, if they're bringing that up, then you know what my storyline was about. So we about to talk about something that means something. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it gives me a reason to have this conversation with many more people because I'm on the show. So I'm, 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 I'm quite proud of that. Nice, nice. All right, so what's next for you? Like what, I know you say you have an EP. Um, of course, I, I can almost, guarantee there's gonna be another season of the show um uh, so real <laughs> mouth to gods <laughs> i was so, like i hope so man um what's next what do you what do you um, want to do next let's say that i would be honored to continue on with the show as long as it goes um so that goes without saying but um outside of that I've really enjoyed having more time to put into my music. Things with my music are kind of taking off a lot more than they ever have right now. So I'm looking forward to rapping, diving fully into the music, um, getting a lot more stuff done there. And um, yeah, and I mean, I've always aspired to do more film work. Um, and obviously with the show, you know, it's like a win-win. It's I'm never gonna complain to be working but you know, it takes up nine months of every year. So yeah. uh, it would be nice to do some, some really good 
really a really good script movie movie script yeah i know a question that I, I wanted to ask i, I just thought about um when yeah. you when you wrap a show and you, again you uh, wrap one of those one of those hard scenes um yeah. and you meet up with your cast members afterwards what are those conversations like like does everyone have the same wait you, after wait. these episodes or is it just kind of like you're taking more of that one because this is literally your storyline uh this particular storyline this season with Jackson all of us have spoken about honestly just like this we've spoken about it on zoom meetings we've spoken about it like I know Nathan um has come up to me and been like man wow I can't even start to even imagine what it's like what you've gone through what you what you what you felt and he was like just seeing this storyline he's just like his his heart's so big to that stuff like he's like man and then even doug guy who plays doug brandon Routh, same way me and doug talk about it all the time and he obviously feels he is the sweetest human being literally a yeah. superman so you know yeah, that literally. <laughs> this villain he's like bro <laughs> i feel disgusting he was like you know what i mean but it's like props to him for being willing to do that because he comes from being america's love love child to being like a racist cop and i'm like props to you for taking that on but um he was like i i wanted to do it because i know that you know he can be a voice on the flip side of that do you know what i mean where it's like yeah so now that people are going to talk to him as opposed to like somebody coming to him thinking they identify with that character he gets to flip that on its head as opposed to casting somebody who's like low-key like that character you know what i mean um and he's a, so brandon's a complete up so we have these conversations just like this about this storyline and everybody's very it was it was a very heavy set for a couple months because yeah we knew what we were dressing and we knew what we were seeing when we went home, you know, on the news. So everybody's in the same space mentally with that. Yeah, I can only imagine what Brandon is going through. Like when you, again, people can't separate television from real life. So it's right. like, no, this is who you are. And it's like, you have to, you have to fight that. And I know that has to be hell for him at times. But again, he, I've, I've never had a chance to ask him. Just addressing it. Yeah, he really he really is. And it's just it's so crazy because he's beyond completely opposite. Like if there was something more than complete opposite, he'd be that. Like Yeah. Props to him. Yeah. Yeah. After cause you guys you don't see the show before it airs. No, I'll be watching it with y'all. Yeah, I have no idea how it's gonna turn out until y'all see it. Yeah. So after after the show airs and you again you have these intense scenes do you have like your again friends and family hitting you up and being like dude what the hell uh yes yeah um yeah but well, they all hit me up and they'll be like what honestly they've done it from the beginning like i used to get the phone calls of like come on jackson shit come on you can't fire the guy like you know i used to be a punk and, <laughs> right and then now up and they're like Yo, I hate Doug. What the? <laughs> oh. And then just about me getting a lot lately. Oh my God. Like, people have stopped me. Mask on. I've been like, oh my gosh. 
when you were getting beat up and I wanted to jump to the screen and fight those dudes. I can't believe that. Like so many people are enraged that I got jumped like that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm getting those calls. Yeah. yeah, I felt bad for you. I was like, he really just got his ass whooped. They told me up. They told me up. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you were dead, but I was like, I was like, he's dead. There's no way he's coming back from this. He's yeah. gone. But then, surprise! Next episode, I was healed. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was a black eye. It was. It was. A, it was a black eye, but you were good. <laughs> so, uh, But again, um, one, I'm. I'm really glad you guys are are approaching the topic the way that you are, um, because it does open up conversation, um, which is. I think the most important aspect and when you it's it's kind of weird um because people when i was younger you would watch cops and you'd be like oh my god i want to be a cop because i want to chase people Mm -hmm. and it was that cops and robbers in real life but Mm -hmm. now it's like there's there's kids that are addressing your character when they're playing like have you have you mm-hmm. noticed or heard that at all no actually but you just brought something that i've actually never ever sat and thought about until right now the fact that if there are kids because i know i never watched the show and i always liked cops like i, I used to love cops i used to love like any in my head it'd be like a will smith cop movie like i used to love everything cop related i thought it was dope right but now thinking about it there are children watching this jackson character and that's really cool um when it comes to like everything he's standing for in within uh the i was going to call it the precinct uh within the um This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies. Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. Department? And whatever, you know what I'm saying, within his policing community. Um, and that's just actually really, really, really cool. Because I, 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 I don't think I've ever watched any cop thing that it was about the topics that we're talking about. It's always been very much like, you know, the BA cop doing his thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. See, you got it. You got a community of little Jacksons running around now. Yeah, look how little Jack. Come on, look. little Jacks. <laughs> not, not that they're yours, but but they're uh, little. They're I little. mean. <laughs> 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 <laughs>